Some of you are going to find this a bit incredulous, but here's something that federal, state, and local governments all tell us to do that we should actually listen to. Eat more fruits and vegetables. You've heard about the health benefits of increasing plant-based nutrients into your diet, but how can you easily consume all the fruits and veggies needed? Well, it's easy. By adding Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity into your meals. Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity is a power blend that has 31 fruits and vegetables in every scoop. Organic vegetables, super greens, super fruits, and super sprouts. It is fortified with essential vitamins plus an immunity boost. And right now, you can get a free two-week supply of Grown American Superfood and Essential Vitamins Plus Immunity by just paying $8.95 for the shipping and handling. And not only that, you'll also get a free frother to quickly whip up your healthy and nutritious grown American drink. Go to grownamericansuperfood.com forward slash John and order today. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the John Fugelsang Podcast. I'm John Fugel saying welcome to the Love Fest. That is Tell Me Everything. For the next three hours, we're coming to you live at 866-997-4748. We are coast-to-coast and interactive and so thrilled you could be with us. It's an insane show. Normally, we're high in the Howard Stern Tower, way above Gotham. Tonight, we are coming to you remotely. I want to say hello to all of our live broadcast listeners. You're always welcome to join us again. The number, 866-997-GRIT. We're just like cable news here, except we listen to you. And hello to everybody who's listening uh, on SiriusXM On Demand, the SiriusXM app, the John Fuglesang podcast. Thank you guys for being here. We love it when you write into us, uh, you daywalkers who listen to the next day. We also love it when you guys decide to take down the number and call in sometime because you're bored. And uh, I don't know, it's a rerun uh, on Abbott Elementary. 866-997-GRIT is uh, our number for all yous all to join us anytime. And uh, our executive producer is back. The great Chris Hauselt has returned from his vacation. Maybe if we're uh, very good, he'll give us some uh, details about that. We missed him very much. Associate producer Thea Harper ran this thing. Oh, my God. It was so much fun having her be the boss. She is coming at you live from Brooklyn. I'm in Manhattan. There's a lot to get to tonight. Some of our favorite guests are on the show. A couple of our favorite comedians. Uh, Rhonda Handsome is here. Oscar Iden is back. And John Poveromo, who... I am co-headlining with this weekend at the Comedy Loft in Washington, D.C. That's two shows Friday night, two shows Saturday night. If you're in the D.C. area, come on down. I've never been to the Comedy Loft. I hear it's a real fun, funky space. I'm excited to come do two shows with Mr. Poveromo. Our good friend Sky Grayson is MC. So uh, come on down. Let's have some laughs. Let's make sense of this. Let's talk each other off a ledge, shall we? Also, the Sexy Liberal Tour is coming back. I think we're calling it Stephanie Miller's Sexy Liberal Save Democracy Tour, I think. Uh, we're going to be playing D.C., Chicago, and a big show in Beverly Hills at the Saban Theater on October 22nd. 
Now, there's a lot of shows about the week that just ended. Uh, it's time now to do the only show about the week that hasn't happened yet. It's our Monday night tradition called How the Hell Are We Going to Get Through This? Uh, this week, we're looking at what? Uh, the last of the January 6th hearings about Donald Trump's terrorist attack on our Capitol Thursday night? Or is it going to be the last of the hearings? Uh, will this summer miniseries get extended for a few more episodes? Also, Joe Manchin has killed off Joe Biden's entire agenda for the entire year. Corporate greed is still stifling economic growth, but we're calling it inflation. More than a thousand people have died in Spain and Portugal from the record heat wave that is moving through Europe right now. And COVID-19, it never went away. Sort of like Trump, it is surging around the U.S. in what experts consider the most transmissible variant of the pandemic yet. This is driven by a spike of BA5 subvariant cases, and it sent infections rising in at least 40 states, especially the Great Plains, the West, and the South. Hospitalizations, in case you think this is over, have climbed by 20% in the last two weeks. More than 40,000 people are in American hospitals with COVID-19 on an average day. This thing is not done with us yet. And of course, another mass shooting. Uh, but this one had a different kind of ending. And it's an ending that we're being told we should regard as, as happy. And, and, and it is positive, but it's an ending that the amosexuals, gun lobby, and those cravenly indifferent to human life are trying to hype in ways that I think are kind of amoral. I, I want to get your take on this. Now, this was the shooting at the Indiana Mall. This shooter carried two rifles, a pistol, more than 100 rounds of ammo. Um, his name is Jonathan Douglas Sapirman. He is 20. 20. So he's older than the two killers in Uvalde and Buffalo, younger than the killer in Highland Park, Chicago on July 4th. We got to keep all of these young men given easy access to mass kill machines straight. And I'm trying to. Uh, this gentleman, Mr. Sapperman, entered the Greenwood Park Mall, went to a restroom near the food court on Sunday. He stayed in the bathroom for over an hour. Then he exited and he began firing his guns into the mall's food court with a Sig Sauer rifle, killing three people. Pedro Pineda, who was 56 years old, his wife, Rosa, Miriam Rivera de Pineda, who was 37, and Victor Gomez, who was 30 years old. Now, this very young gunman had other weapons. He only managed to fire from one of them, and they haven't figured out why he did it. He had no criminal record as an adult. He had small interactions with law enforcement as a juvenile for running away in a fight in school. The cops said there were no indicators this person was violent or unstable because they're all nonviolent law-abiding people until they're not, right? They found his second rifle in the bathroom, along with his cell phone. He had on his person multiple magazines and more than 100 rounds of ammo, along with a handgun. He fired at least 24 rounds from his model M405.56 caliber rifle. But what separates this from other shootings? He was taken out from long distance by um, a man carrying a legal handgun, identified by police as 22-year-old Elisha Dickin. Mr. Dickin came out and had a gun, which has been legal with no permit in Indianapolis for a couple of weeks now. No permit. You know, no no registration. You can now just have a gun and do concealed carry whenever you feel like it. Go ahead. You don't need to fire a gun. You don't need training. No nothing. This is 
the Brave New World now. And this is what's being spun as a hugely positive, happy story. Not that three people were killed by a young man who never should have gotten his hands on weapons. No, no. Someone else, a good 22-year-old, killed the bad 20-year-old. And so for that reason, we're told this is positive. There are two really shitty takes on this. I want to run them by you because they're both included in one tweet by Todd Starnes. Todd tweeted, Breaking, Indiana police say a mass shooter who opened fire inside a food court of the Greenwood Park Mall was taken down by a good Samaritan armed with a handgun. Your Second Amendment at work. All right, there's only one real right-wing take on guns, and it's, hey, what America needs to solve the worst gun problem in the world? More guns, right? Any problem? More guns. It's like, oh, there's traffic. We need more cars. Now, the Good Samaritan thing bothered me the wrong way, because the Good Samaritan uh, is a Jesus story about a despised foreign minority who paid for an unknown traveler's health care out of pocket. The Good Samaritan didn't shoot people. I, I have a real problem with comparing this guy to the Good Samaritan. I'm glad he did what he did. I'm sorry there was bloodshed, but yes, this young man saved lives by taking out the shooter. I'm not against the Second Amendment. I'm not even against concealed carry. <laughs> I'm against high-capacity magazines. I'm against assault rifles. I'm against 18-year-olds having weapons of war who are civilians. And I'm against making this out to be like somehow it's related to Jesus. Jesus was not a fan of killing for any reason including self-defense. Jesus literally tells you to turn the other cheek, okay? Of course, if the amosexuals had ever read the Bible, they couldn't support the GOP or the NRA. But but again, that's, that's a minor point. The big point is when he said, your Second Amendment at work. I've heard so many of these victory lap stories. Second Amendment works. A good guy with a gun was there, concealed carry, whipped his gun out, and took out the gunman. The Second Amendment works. See, I have a problem with that, because I think it only applies if you say it every time someone shoots someone. I mean, Uvalde, 20-odd kids murdered? Yeah, the Second Amendment worked really thoroughly on that day. Think about all the times we've seen the Second Amendment at work. How about Tulsa? Michael Lewis was 45 years old. He was angry after his back surgery. He wasn't healing. So he went out one afternoon, bought an AR-15, went straight to the hospital, went looking for his doctor, and killed his doctor, along with a couple other people. Second Amendment worked extremely well that day. I mean, (laughs) right? It's not about a well-regulated militia. It's about totally unregulated dudes getting their hands on guns whenever they feel like. Uvalde, Texas. Think about this. 376 police officers show up for the Uvalde shooting. It took them over one hour to neutralize one teenager with an AR-15. This kid didn't even have a driver's license, but he was able to purchase an AR-15 on layaway, by the way. He didn't even pay for the whole thing. He walked in and put a down payment and walked out, knowing he wasn't going to come back to pay the rest. He'd been waiting for his 18th birthday to purchase the weapon illegally. Uvalde Shooter had never shot a gun before, but he took 21 lives instantly. Five school officers, eight federal DEA officers, 13 U.S. Marshals, 16 sheriff's deputies, 25 Uvalde cops, 69 officers of nearby law enforcement, 91 state cops, and 149 U.S. Border Patrol agents were terrified of one shooter with an AR-15. How are you going to say that's not the Second Amendment working as well? An 18-year-old purchases an AR-15 as soon as he comes of age in a state that doesn't require a license to carry and uses it to massacre 20-odd people in an elementary school? That's the Second Amendment working just the way the Republican Party tells us it's supposed to work. In New York, this white 18-year-old accused of killing 10 black people at a Buffalo grocery store in May, now indicted on 25 counts, including domestic terrorism, 
Uh, he was 18, got his AR-15 legally. See, here's the deal, Todd Starnes, not to single you out, but the Second Amendment. This is not about your Second Amendment at work. The Second Amendment is why Greenwood Park Mall had a mass shooting in the first place. Our interpretation of the Second Amendment, which means any civilian gets any kind of kill machine they want, no questions asked. That's why Uvalde, legal purchase, AR-15, Second Amendment at work, Buffalo, Boulder, Orlando, Parkland, Las Vegas, Aurora, Colorado, Sandy Hook, all of them, legal purchases of AR-15s, except the last one, legal purchase by the shooter's mom. He then killed his mom. And of course, our right-wing friends don't really care much about laws regarding storage. So yeah, the Second Amendment worked. It always works. It just rarely works as it was intended. I'm a big fan of the idea of a well-regulated militia. That's not what we have. We have totally unregulated dudes. To still be a gun cultist in America, you have to overlook a lot of the Constitution and even more of the Bible. We'll be back in two with comedians John Poveromo and Oscar Iden. Don't go away. This is SiriusXM bringing good trouble to the right-wing bubble. Hi there. It's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. I'm John Fugel saying this is progress. I'm so excited to welcome these comedians back. One of them, he's been on a couple times recently. The other one I haven't had on in ages. I want to have them both on, but tonight we got rained out of our studio show. Please, folks, would you please welcome back uh, the great John Paul Veromo, who's joined us several times. You've seen him on VH1, Fox News is Red Eye, HLN. Uh, he has a great show called Dystopia Tonight, and he and I are going to be playing together this weekend at the D.C. Comedy Loft in our nation's capital. John, welcome back. Thanks, man. Super psyched for this weekend. I'm glad to hear it. You have to work yeah. with me. You understand that's not that that that's not always very popular for people. I know. I, <laughs> you haven't I'm, read my writer yet. I, the the <laughs> height difference, I think, is going to be staggering because people have only ever seen us, I think, on these boxes for a little bit of time. And, oh, and I, I don't think they realize that we I'm pocket sized <laughs> and uh, you are an ent. <laughs> yes, I my height is very, very unpleasant. It's true. Uh, I, I'm listen. I'm really, really thrilled about it. I'm thrilled to be playing with you in D.C. this weekend. And uh, it's going to be a riot. I, I'm glad you're here to help me make sense of some stuff. And I also want to bring in one of the funniest gentlemen I know, someone who I just love. And I was so excited to see him in person tonight. And then, of course, uh, nature intervened. Uh, Oscar Iden is a terrific New York New York based comic and writer with Turkish blood and a Chicago childhood. You may have seen him on VH1, Bravo, CNN, Wendy Williams and one of Time Out New York's comics to watch. Oscar, welcome back. Man, it's been so long, it's been so long. It's wrong. It's wrong. How are you? 
I am I am queer and average and fabulous. <laughs> you are many that's things. You are that's not that's average, my Oscar. Sense of my life is that's about average. Yeah. Well, well, let me ask. I mean, how how are you guys doing? Like, Oscar, we haven't spoken in a while. How how's your life been? How's performing lately? I mean, COVID is like never going away. It's like the Kardashians. We're gonna have to just get used to COVID and Kardashians forever, just being a part of our life. But how have how have you been? You were saying in the break that you're actually doing great. I I think COVID kind of uh, it kind of was a, a turning point in my life because I before COVID I was not focused on comedy as much and then COVID happened and I was kind of like nah I want to do it and then COVID happened and I was like well fuck my life sorry you know <laughs> my life and then uh, I was like I'm gonna do it. And I started doing it more and I started doing it Zoom, Zoom shows, Zoom shows, Zoom open mics and everything just kind of one thing led to the next. And, you know, I'm now I'm performing at New York Comedy Club. I'm a resident at The Stand. Uh, I'm performing at Westside. I am on, you know, Instagram. One of my videos is almost at one million views on TikTok. It's amazing. Very nice. Yeah. So... (laughs) When you I say a resident a at the stand, I have a boyfriend. I don't know You're, what's going on. Oh my god! So you 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 hit this pandemic and you got a creative renaissance in your life, and a new relationship, and you look terrific, and you have a great Zoom background. You you're just like a COVID success story. Did you did you catch the virus? Did you ever get sick? Yeah, I got it in December, two days after I broke up with my boyfriend. Uh, so this is another boyfriend. No, same one. We're same back ones. together. Oh. We're back together. You buried the lead. All right. So, (laughs) so, so how long, how long were you together before you broke up? We were together almost a year and then we broke up and, uh, and for, I think at that time we just were not on the same page about a lot of things. Right. Uh, Our lives were very different. I'm very much like a go-getter. I think he's kind of already accomplished a lot in his life. So he's just more of like relaxing. And I'm like, I need to go, go, go. And, you know, and then uh, I told him, I was like, this is what I want in life. This is what I want in a partner. You can either step up to the plate or you can hasta la goes. And (laughs) and he stepped up to the plate. After hasta la going, you did break up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so how how long was the breakup before you decided no, we're better off being codependent? Two months. Okay. Yeah, two months. I mean, I it was it was like it was I I auditioned for New York Comedy Club. I was a part of their contest. I didn't get it. Four days, five days later, tested positive for COVID, and right before that, I broke up with my boyfriend. Oh, wow. so, like, just, you know, you know what? When they were like, let's end the year with a bang. Yeah, let's end the year with a bang. Merry so. Christmas. My God. But it, it, it does sound like and I'm going to move off this in a second, but it, it does yeah. sound like com- com- uh, creatively. It's been a very good experience for you. Yeah. You know, it uh, uh, I, I, I attribute to this where I ran into a comic friend of mine 
well, a while back and uh, he looked at me and he was like, oh my gosh, Oscar, are you still doing comedy? <sighs> and I, and that was like, that was like heart wrenching. And I was like, I never want anyone to ask that again. So now I am hustling until I don't have to introduce myself. Oh, I love it. That's brilliant. That's br- wow. If you were in my family, the relatives would walk up and say, are you still doing the comedy? That's the one difference. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I get. John, yeah. I, I'm, I'm excited to be doing a show with you this weekend, but how has it been for you getting back into clubs and, and real life? Like it's half, been, my act it's been, is, half my act now is about COVID and, yeah. uh, and how like, oh my God, we're doing this in public again. Yeah, I, there, there's a lot of that and there's a lot of what I look, because everybody like, people laser focused in on either their imperfections during COVID. Like a lot of people came out, like it was a print, prison sentence where they're just jacked. They look really, really good. And I think you and I have a similar <laughs> thing where we both look like, like I've been watching a lot of true crime. And I, every time I see like a police sketch of somebody they're still looking for in the seventies, I'm like, Holy shit, that's me. They're looking yeah, for me. Here. I yeah, killed my, all those people. In San my Francisco pandemic and, mullet is still, yeah. I, I look yeah. like every I look like I was a guy in a band you liked in the nineties who has the same hair and is tragic <laughs> now. I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I have like a lot of, you know, I mean, there, there's, you know, touch and go, man, everything was canceled and then moved forward. So a lot of scheduling stuff is going on with well, the thing that I find kind of interesting is like everything I did to survive during COVID like the doing the dystopia tonight and building that kind of a thing and building up the podcast and everything is now smashing together with my life pre COVID. So I'm extra busy and stressed out. Like I can't complain because it's all good stuff and it's a lot of work coming in or whatever, but I didn't ever think I would be combining the, those two lives. I thought the COVID shit would go away. I didn't, I didn't think I would continue doing the thing I started during right. COVID. So. Right. Same, same. Well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad you guys are, are in a good place. I, I, I want to ask you about this point that I began the show with, with another shooting. I mean, we're all glad in this case, in this mall, that the shooter got stopped. Uh, again, you know, I'm, I'm not anti-gun. I'm not anti-concealed carry, per se. I, I, I don't like civilians having assault weapons. I, I don't like uh, high-capacity magazines. It's pretty simple, the usual stuff. But but here's my thing. It's fine that someone stopped a shooter, but isn't the Second Amendment what caused the shooting in the first place? Everyone on the right cheering, oh, yay, a, a good guy with a gun stopped a got bad guy with a gun. The Second Amendment works. And I'm like, no, 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 no. The Second Amendment is why those people are dead in the first place, too. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, yay, Second Amendment, when it's an outcome you like. It's all the Second Amendment. I don't think the easy access to guns for disturbed young men deserves a feel-good angle. I mean, it, just, it seems like what Republicans do every single time. Like, if there's one instance, one little example they can latch on to, uh, they'll go for it. Like, this is the one time... How many times... You can count on one hand how many times the good guy with a gun scenario may have worked in yeah. that situation. But every other time, it's like, you know, the, they shoot the wrong person. Even the cops, like you said with Uvalde. Yeah. Like, you know, they didn't they did nothing. They were checking their phones. They were getting hand sanitizer, you know, waiting on orders and shit like that. Or, or, or they just wind up fucking it up completely and hitting the wrong person. Like the gun issue is never going to go away because no one wants to talk about the issue, which is the gun. That's yeah. it. I agree. Oscar, I think this gun violence is going to be horrible and it's never going to leave us. You know, I don't think it's ever going to go away. You know, I kind of equate like these Second Amendment Republicans to living in the wild, wild west. Right. They love their guns and they root for they always want the good guy to be able to win with a gun. 
And as long as the good guy wins with the gun, then they can prove their point that the guns matter. And right. so I think that's that's it, is that they are just I always look at it as like Trump Republicans live in this time warp, right? They live in this time warp of 1940s, 1950s America, where the only thing that mattered was a Bible in your home, a gun in your closet and a wife in the kitchen who didn't leave. And that's all they ever right. want. And that's <laughs> still what they want. Now, yeah, yeah. that's the fanatical GOP. But obviously we can't say fanatical because, you know, they're not Muslims. So we have to say religious. Right. So, yes. I just but, say fundamentalist. I say fundamentalist, yeah. Oscar. It's the extreme conservative Muslims and the extreme conservative Christians that are the yeah. ones who are putting women down, putting gay people down and making violence that much more available. Do you want to know the difference between an ISIS leader and a televangelist right wing nut? What? A yacht. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's no good guys with guns, though, at those NRA meetings. You know what I mean? Any kind of Republican rally or whatever it is, they do not acknowledge the good guy with gun thing because they will not let you bring your fucking gun. Like, that's that's the irony there is that they're like, yeah, there's good guys with guns everywhere. And then they're like, we're going to have an NRA meeting. Can we bring our gun? No, absolutely not. Well, I mean, to, to Oscar's point about how these guys want to bring it back to the 50s, let's let's talk about abortion since we're three mm-hmm. guys sitting here, because uh, I, I actually am a fan of men talking about women's rights and abortion rights, because last week we had this story about this 10 year old girl in Ohio who was a rape victim who had to travel across state lines to terminate her rapist pregnancy. And they said it was a lie. It was proven it wasn't a lie. This week we have this one woman in Texas that CNN covered who who miscarried and was refused an abortion in Texas, even though the fetus had already died inside of her. Her doctor mm. refused to perform the abortion, which means she had to carry a dead fetus inside her body for two weeks until she found a doctor that would help her. I, I guess we have to start expecting these abortion horror stories to become the other new normal now. I mean, this is going to be it. We're going to hear horrible things that have happened to women. And like the mass shootings, I I think some people are just going to say it's acceptable. The biggest thing is a lot of these people, two things. Number one, obviously, as a gay man, I cannot tell a woman what to do with her body. I can only tell her how to dress it. Number two, (laughs) right, is the thing. Jesus Christ. This is true. As a straight man, I can't do either. So you're doing better than me. Go ahead. Right. right? Number two, it's literally hypocrisy if you think about it, because all of these men who are like God's gift, this is a baby. It's God. It's God's intention are the same people that will drive across six states with their mistress to get an abortion. Yes. Yeah, it's true. It's true. it's true. It's the same thing with homophobia, because, you know, it's the same people that are pushing homophobia that are the same ones that are tapping their toes at the Minnesota airport. Always. I thought you were going to say you can get Always. rid of homophobia by driving six states. I was like, holy shit, <laughs> I've driven. The, I was like, you can go in and out of it and all. You no, know? but some of these homophobes will drive six states to find the right bathhouse, if you know what I'm saying. It's, it's <laughs> oh, totally <God>. true. <laughs> all the ones who say hate the sin, love the sinner, but usually hate the sinner, but kind of dig the sin. I mean, oh, yeah. Paul Veromo, I, I, I think that this kind of story is going to be 
you know, it, it seems like it's the second big one. Like last week, the 10-year-old yeah. girl, that's going to be in the history books. Years from now, when people study the repeal of Roe v. Wade, they're going to read about these stories that happened in the first day. And I, I kind of feel like in six months, we won't even remember them because there's going to be so many more women who've had to deal with unspeakable conditions. Yeah, it is. It, it's At first, it was surprising to me. And then when I realized that, like, nothing is really that surprising after a million people died from covid and no one cared and everybody went back to normal and there were people protesting like like if you don't care about that many people dying you're not going to care about a handful of stories of women having to travel to get into board you know what i mean like i don't know yeah. whose job it is to care anymore but i can't find anybody who like <laughs> the it seems like the people who don't care are winning it's the, the liberal people yeah but it's the it's that's how it always is right i mean it's always right. the progressive whatever you want to call it people who care a lot uh, who are fighting the status quo for women's rights for lgbt rights for immigrant rights for children's rights for disability rights yeah. and it always seems and the status quo you know they run the world because they run the world it takes a long okay, but, time to get any uh, kind of real change let me ask you this then how many more targets do we need to burn down? Like, I'll do it. I'll fucking do it. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like, like I need so. Like, I don't BLM, burn down targets. Uh, don't burn down what, targets. I know. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're one of your sponsors. I apologize. I'll pick. No, up. no. Caldor. I mean, what about Caldor? No, but no, like, there's. You know what I mean? Like, what do we have it, to do? But it's not. Because... It's not vandalism. It's not. First off, that just plays into the fascist hands. They love to mm -hmm. see more riots. They can blame on Black Lives Matter because they don't want to yeah. talk about Trump and his. And, but no, it, it's democracy. It's getting people to show up to fucking vote. I mean, that's what's going to do it. You know, I, right. I look at this this other story. This woman, I, I just heard about this at a Walgreens. This woman was vacationing in Wisconsin with her husband. She realized that she had left her birth control pills at home, so she went to a Walgreens in Hayward, Wisconsin, on vacation to purchase condoms. Mm -hmm. uh, her name is Jessica Pence. She got in there, and when she arrived at the checkout register, the, the clerk said, I can't sell those to you. She says, why not? She goes, well, we can sell it to you, but I will not because of my faith. And she's like, that's none of your business. She goes, I'm sorry. This is what my faith demands. Like, I mean, this is not religion. This is not right. Christianity. The Bible's not against uh, uh, birth control. Oscar, it seems like that's another thing that conservative Islam and conservative Christianity have in common. It's whatever I, I don't it. like, God doesn't funny? like. Isn't it funny how, like, we mock and ridicule Middle Eastern people for pushing Sharia law and then all of a sudden we're turning around and pushing Christianity, but it's the saving grace religion that will inevitably make America the way it was supposed to be. Like, I feel like it's everybody the same thing. I call it Scalia law. I call mm -hmm. it Scalia law because it, it is, it's conservative yeah. American Christianity or ta Talibangelicals. I mean, you know, this is what passes for religion now. I, I think it's an atheist factory. I think it's I think it's just America like Republicans, not all, not all, but there are a lot of Republicans who want this country to go back to the 1950s. Oh, yeah. I think and if they, they keep it, argue, if they keep people arguing, they just get richer. And that's the end of the day. Like, I don't even know that they want it to go back necessarily. I just think they like to keep us bickering and then they get wealthy and then they can live out their lives comfort for, you know, I mean, like, to them, an argument or starting an argument with any of us doesn't cost them anything. You know what right. I mean? Everybody gets distracted. Everybody gets to bicker for a little bit. And then meanwhile, their bankroll is just fucking increasing and increasing and increasing. They spread it to their kids. And that's it. At the end of the day, I don't even know that they, they have like a timeline because I know that everybody talks about like they want it to go back to the way it was. 
I think they control their little bubble and they control their little bubble. They get to be the 1950s. You know, Pence calls his wife mother, which is the right. most upsetting fucking thing to any Gen Zer who likes daddy and mommy terminology. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. <laughs> like that ruined that fucking kink real quick. Did I you know. um did you see that whole thing? What did you see that? Was that a meme? It's a me, it's a meme. Well, I should probably mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> for the longest time, I called it a meme. And I was like, this is not a Middle Eastern restaurant. Uh, but I was like, I'm, I'm going to call it a meme from now on just to upset millennials. Yeah. But go on, please. Yeah. Uh, there was this meme or I think there was this post. Who was it? Ivana Trump's friend posted about Roe versus Wade and said something like, oh, you're very quiet but your friends who took you to the hospital to get an abortion aren't. Oh, nice. Wow. And then wow. weird as she passed away. And yeah, she fell down some stairs or some shit, right? Oh, she fell down the Trying stairs. to give herself an abortion. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. If that's- <laughs> but- <laughs> she was 73. I don't think that. Don't, don't think that was the case, legal department. We're not really, <laughs> not really suggesting that, legal department. No worries, <laughs> HR. This weekend's going to be fun, man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are, are you guys watching these uh, January 6th hearings? Oscar, have you seen any of this? Are you, are you following any of this? Or are you a sane and happy person who's avoiding this terrible news? You know, I... I've come to the realization that I can only do so much. I can go, I can vote, I can donate money to politicians who need it. I can spread the word, I can get that out. Beyond that, I have no control. I have no control. I do have control of my life every day when I walk out the door and I walk down the street and the attitude that I have. But other than that, I have no control over anything else. I just pray and I go back to the age old wisdom from designing women uh, <laughs> is that people with good sense will get power and those with power will get good sense. Mm. Ooh. I, 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 I'd like to believe that's true, but that might only be true in designing women reruns. Not so sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy about that, though? I realize now that every, because I love, you know, John, I love going, I love the Marvel movies. I love sci fi. I love all that nerd shit. And like, I know that there's a lot of people who complain about my generation or whatever it is going to see that kind of shit and not being in touch with the real world. But every movie at this point, you, just, you brought this up with Designing Women, Oscar, is, is fantasy. Every fucking movie you go see, because even if they're regular movies, like, I'm sorry, if you can afford a house and you got a nice family and you paid off your college loans, fantasy film. If there's cops in that movie <laughs> who want justice, fantasy film. Uh, if the doctor gives a shit about you and makes a house, fan, it's all fucking right. fantasy now. <laughs> can I just fine. say one thing? Shoot. Say that. No offense to all of my friends out there who are allies. Uh, but I just want to point out that all of the world's problems have been created by heterosexual men. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, yeah. No, please. We talk about it all the time. And usually heterosexual white men, at least in this part of the world, generally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, gun massacres, wars, plagues, um, maybe not the ice capades. There might have been some gay men behind that whole design. But generally speaking, <laughs> yeah, most atrocities come from straight white men who are never questioned about. Look, my whole thing is I'm not against guns. I think women should be allowed to own all the guns they want because they've shown they're not going to lose their damn minds and go kill a bunch of people in a mall. Listen, I am. Here's the thing about the Second Amendment. Please. I believe is if you are 
if you can register and own a gun, own a gun, that's fine. I mean, in your home, you want to keep your family safe, whatever. I don't think you need an AR-15. But if you want to have a small pistol to keep your family safe, keep a pistol. Who am I to tell you what to keep in your bedroom, right? (laughs) Exactly. Now, do I think I should own a gun? No. However, I have been at line at TJ Maxx and someone has cut in front of me. Would I like to have had a fake gun to wave at them to be like, <laughs> no, you ain't cutting in this motherfucking line? Yes. I have but no problem with fake guns. I have like fake guns are like fake violence. I have no problem with violence in video games or movies. It's just the real life kind that, that I, I, I think TJ Maxx actually gives you one like, if you I, sign up with. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, but I'm the same way. Like the reason I don't want to have a gun, I'm I'm for people owning guns, but I don't want myself to have a gun because I know I'd fucking use it here in New York yeah. City. I know I'd use it on somebody who deserved it, but I'd still use it. I'd use it on me. Like, there's no, like, are you kidding me? Like, I get sad way too often about really dumb shit. So, mm. so there's no reason. Like, I, I just don't think it's a good idea to just randomly have one in the house. I hear you. Let, let me ask a totally different question. What is saving your sanity this summer? Is there a, a film or a TV show or a book or a, a comedian mm. or an album or a song or a web show or anything that is inspiring you and keeping you sane? John? Uh, you know what I've been doing a lot of? I've been going to concerts and I and I just just revisiting some nostalgia, man. I went to, uh, you know, saw Toad the Wet Sprocket, saw the Gin Blossom, saw Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, my um, God. You, you, you got a time machine to the 90s. Yeah, dude, I, I did, man. I, I hung out with and I got to hang out with all those guys, too, just because they're doing the, the other thing, you know, and uh, it was it's been a blast, man. I, I've been doing that kind of shit and I've really been enjoying it without kind of I've been enjoying my covid immunity temporarily while I because I did yeah. have it and I still have that 90 day, you know, licking doorknobs reprieve or whatever you're supposed to get. Enjoy it. Yeah. So I've been trying to just go <laughs> uh, go see fucking you know, bands I like. That's what that's been keeping me sane. I, I mean, I'm so terrified. I'm going to D.C. this weekend. I'm going to Virginia Beach next weekend. I'm going to L.A. Ooh. next month. Like, I I really hope I get to do all this travel I'm planning and that we're not plague down again. Yeah, I know. I agree, man. Oscar, or at least in a oh, go ahead, John. No, I was going to say I just just you're going to L.A., man. Uh, just don't fly United. That's all. <laughs> Why not United? What's the problem with them? This They're week? canceling more. Fl- I think United's like oh, well, canceling yeah. more flights than fuck it. But for but like arbitrarily, you know, they're like, oh, you know, we uh, we ran out of pretzels. Sorry, nobody can fly. To- <laughs> no, it's not. They ran out of pretzels. It's that it's that, you know, they lifted the mask requirement. And by they, I mean, yeah. one judge appointed by Trump that the American Bar Association said shouldn't be allowed to be a judge. One person, she lifted the mask requirement. And now Thousands of flights are canceled because flight attendants are sick and all of these air airlines are short staffed. We just walk into it. We're like punching ourselves in the face. Oscar, what's keeping you sane? What, What has been inspiring you? Um, what's keeping me sane is, uh, I'm enjoying doing comedy. That's a lot. Like that's keeping me sane. I think the fact that I'm, you know, I'm booked and blessed, which I'm really happy about. Very nice. And I'm, and I've got goals that I'm setting for myself. So I'm kind of like trying not to be distracted by the outside shit, because honestly, that has uh, uh, really no effect currently on how I need to progress as a comedian. And I, that's such a hacky answer. But <laughs> no, it's not. Like, no, you're working. You're, you're, you're being inspired by yourself. It's the best possible answer. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I've gotten to the point now where I'm like, you know. I'm I'm just going to do it because it's now or never. And 
you know, yeah. the last thing I want to do is look back and have regrets. And so, yeah. I mean, I wasn't good at being a homosexual, so I might just try being good at a comedian. <laughs> Why weren't you good at being a homosexual? I think you're excellent at being. I mean, I haven't I really sampled you personally. Being a homosexual. What are you oh, talking really? about? What do you mean? How do, How are you bad at it? If you're being authentically you, I think you're being great at it. What are you talking about? Well, remember, we have a lot to live up to. Oh, you got a lot of societal uh, pressure. Yeah, yeah straight you guys. Haven't, you haven't done a lot of redecorating. Guys, straight guys just show up and you know grope ourselves and get fat. That's all we really are expected to do eventually. But yeah, okay, gay yeah, men, yeah, you've got a that sounds, that's wait, a high you, bar. You know, you mentioned designing women. No one does that better than gay people do. I haven't heard that reference in for fucking ever, man. That was good. Yeah. Oh, you want to know something? That's literally. I have never watched a season of Sex in the City. I've never watched a <laughs> what? season. Oh, I've you're a terrible at being a homosexual. <laughs> you're a terrible I've homosexual. Never, I've never watched an episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, my I God. I'm gayer than you. I'm gayer than you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like musicals. I'm not a big theater person. Oh, 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 wow. oh I'm, I'm starting my own pride parade for me right now in no, this conversation. No. <laughs> I think it's the problem's not you're a bad gay. I'm a terrible heterosexual. That's what I'm getting from all of this. Yeah, I, I didn't know we were keeping how, score. It's funny how straight guys are now gayer than most gay men. Yeah. Oh, please, always. Well, get me started oh, on, on metrosexuals. If you um, saw how much product I use in my hair, man, you'd be you'd you'd make me an honorary, you know, gay. I guess. Or I want you to do me a favor, John. When you go to LA, you have to just go and buy that LA looks from the. <laughs> remember that from the nineties? What is LA that? looks? Oh my God! You have to buy it. What is you LA looks? I lived in LA in the nineties. What is LA looks? LA looks. It was like this gel pink, and it was in the nineties. <laughs> oh, yes, and you yes. just took it, and, you, and it smelled good. But you just your it hands was like the, were sticky for days. It was like the bastard child of death. Yes, I, rem- <laughs> I remember that. Stuff. Yeah. Yes. I think it uh, gives re- you cancer. Doesn't it? Didn't they, they don't make that shit anymore, right? Or maybe it cures COVID. That, that's the LA look. <laughs> <laughs> that's the la look wow oh, how do you get so great. thin oh tumor that's it um hey oh. really quick uh what i'm curious what are your uh your what's your unpopular opinion john poveromo what is the opinion that gets you asked to leave parties oh god um my opinion my unpopular opinion is that i have no unpopular opinions i'm right about everything oh. uh, i will talk you into whatever i believe fully i will bring you into the cult of john Okay, well, you make a, that makes you a, a definitely good at being a white guy. Oscar, what's your unpopular <laughs> opinion? My unpopular opinion is that pineapple belongs on pizza. Oh, no, no, no. Wow. Mm. Wow. I will fight to... I, I, will, I will literally argue for hours that pineapple belongs on pizza. I would literally rather have chopped peanuts as a topping on pizza than pineapple. Do you know that. that Hawaiian pizza, which is pineapple and ham, actually yeah, yes. originated in Canada? Really? Mm-hmm. Was it More out of cultural spite? appropriation? Yeah, I don't know. It came from Canada. Oh, I feel like that's pretty spiteful. I don't know why. Like, they, they seem nice until now. I know, right? <laughs> I'll tell you what my unpopular opinion is. And I, and I, no. and I, I have a lot of friends who are married. I have a lot of friends who... Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't... I do not... I, John... I know people keep telling me I'm going to change my mind. I don't, I don't think marriage works. I don't get it. I don't understand the, I, I think everybody's faking around me 24 fucking seven. I have like, okay, look, I'm, and I'm sure you're happily married by the way, I, but I, so I can count you on that, but I have like a handful of people that I can point to and go, wow, they actually do belong together. They seem 
so like some kind of miracle goo, like they just fit and they're having a good life. Everybody else, I just think is fucking lying 24 seven. They're never, you can never ask them about marriage without them freak wow. where they're like, they hem and haw and they're like, Oh, you know, I take it day by day, you know, or whatever. You I know, think you should have probably have opened therapist? the show with this. Do I have a therapist? John is my therapist. I, <laughs> I think we, I think we should have opened the show with this topic. Um, Oscar, I'm dying to hear your take on monogamy, but let me just say this. Humans are the only species on Earth mm-hmm. that choose to mate for life against their nature. Okay? <laughs> There's six species of mammals that naturally mate for, most mammals mate for one season, then move on, right? Charlie yeah. Sheen. Then they move on. There's foxes, wolves, elephant shrews, beavers, gibbons, and the dictic are the only mammals that naturally mate with one partner for life. Humans are the only creature in all of nature that try to mate for life and then go through a lot of guilt and torment and suffering when that's hard to pull off. Yes. So I, I do think that uh, it, it can happen, and, and non-monogamy makes a lot of marriages work, uh, or mm. in my case, codependency. Uh, if you can just find a person <laughs> codependent like yourself, that can work. Uh, you know. But I, I, it's not one size fits all, and I could talk about this subject all night, but Oscar, I'm dying to know what you think. I mean, do you believe that uh, marriage can work? And by marriage, we don't necessarily mean monogamy, right, John? Right. Okay, Oscar? I don't know. I think monogamy can work, but I mean, you can't really ask gay men because we're not like the leading experts on monogamy. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like there is that old saying of six degrees of separation and gay men have zero, you know? Like I'm pretty sure that in some way I've slept with Vladimir Putin. Somehow Uh, someone I know has slept with someone I know. I would agree. Six degrees of fornication. We got to hit a quick break. Can you guys hang out for one second? I want to get where you're playing and how to follow you. We'll be back in just a moment. This is Progress. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Let's go to the phones because you guys have been waiting on hold for a long time and we appreciate it. Martha in California. Hello. Marcia, hi, Marcia. Oh, hi. Um, Hello. So I just wanted to let you know, and your listeners know, that um, that Kansans are voting um, on August 2nd um, for an amendment called Value Them Both. And um, it's an anti-abortion amendment. It, it um, says that there's um, no clause in the Constitution, in the state Constitution, that, that says that... Um, Abortion is 
legal. And, That's right. Um, so it doesn't directly um, make abortion illegal, but then it gives the legislature, um, who's chomping at the bit, the ability to make um, all abortion from conception on illegal. So, um, so I'm making phone calls with Kansans for Constitutional Freedom, which um, doesn't have an, a nice as nice a ring as value them both. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of I kind of like it. I mean, abortion is legal in Kansas. I know uh, it can be mm-hmm. performed at uh, 20 or more weeks post-fertilization. Um, and it's based on this assertion that, uh, you know, the, the fetus doesn't feel pain. So 20, 22 weeks after the last menstrual period, which might seem kind of progressive for Kansas. But what I've been hearing lately is about exactly what you're saying, that they've scheduled this vote deliberately on the 2nd of August in the middle of the summer because they're hoping the voter turnout would be very low, even though my understanding is abortion rights are popular in your state. That's right. That's right. It's it's true. I made a lot of phone calls. Most of them were for a no vote, um, but some people are are very religious. And, you know, one guy tried to talk over me and um, I had to hang up on him. But um but some people think that it's it's a slam dunk that it's it's going to be a no vote. But um, I I'm not sure. Um, I'm yeah. thinking people need to make phone calls. And I did talk to one woman who was not going to vote. She's apolitical, and and I I asked her if she liked Dr. Seuss, and she loves Dr. Seuss, and she said that some places banned him, which I find <sighs> that difficult is to believe. But not true at all. But, yeah. Um, um, his own publishing company stopped publishing a couple of books, and his family agreed. That's what happened. It's not being banning of Dr. Seuss. I, you know, I, I know that the early voting began last week on this, uh, on July right. 13th, and everyone in Kansas who cares about women's reproductive freedoms has to vote no on the ballot measure. And I'm glad that people can vote by mail, but I, I think this is the first state to vote on abortion rights after the Roe v. Wade ruling. That's right. As far as I know, that that's true. And um, but you know the advertisements are so tricky, and they, you know, the amendment even uses like like words like um, abortion industry. I mean, how it's not an industry. No, <laughs> it's, it's, it's not done for profit, is it? Yeah, um, just amazing. I, I so it, what's the best way for people to learn more about what's going on in Kansas August second? Is there a, a a site you recommend that people can go to? Oh, yes. So Kansans for Constitutional Freedom, if you want to volunteer and learn more about it. And then if you Google value them both, you'll see, um, you know, what the uh, constitutional amendment will read. And, you know, you can parse it on your own. And there there's some great advertisements um, for and against. And the the advertisements for, um, they're just blatant lies and yeah. and you know the wording in the in the uh, in the amendment is is a lot of prevarication and it's, of I course. I can't believe it but I, I actually after this phone call I'm going to go to comedy improv class Oh, and nice. we can make fun of them. <laughs> comedy I, I, I find abortion is always great for comedy. Personally, from my experience in the clubs, they, they find it hilarious. The website is kansansforfreedom.com. On Twitter, they're Kansans, Kansans number four, then the word freedom, and they're Kansans for Constitutional Freedom on Facebook. Yes, it's con- Kansans for Constitutional Freedom. That's the, um, that's the website that I use. 
Great. Marcia, thank you so much. And also the ACLU alerted me, and and I'm huge fans of the ACLU. They're going to save us from autocracy. They're the organization devoted to protecting the First Amendment, and they do a good job of it. Marcia, thank you so much for the call. We'll be back in just a moment. 866-997-GRID. This is Progress. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Kendall in California, welcome. You're on SiriusXM. How are you tonight? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm glad you're well. Uh, I, I was curious. You uh, brought up gun control earlier, and you've advocated several times that you really like Australian-style gun control. Can you explain to me what guns get banned with Australian-style gun control? Uh, my understanding, I can look it up if you want me to be more specific, because I don't yeah, know I'd the like specific you to be terminology. Very, very, very specific. Well, uh, Australia had a terrible mass shooting in 1996. And after that, they decided to ban what we refer to as, uh, as um, assault weapons, which I'm sure you'll take issue with me using that term. But uh, what's happened because of it, after 35 people were killed in one mass shooting, but that's, but that's, hang on, 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 hang on. Let me finish my sentence. The government enacted these strict regulations. And yeah, they, they banned the sale of a lots of types of guns. You can still get guns, but not the same kind of fire. Firearms. They reduced the number of gun-owning households by half, and as a result of this, uh, there have been no mass shootings. Homicides have gone down by sixty percent. And hang on, as someone who cares about American people, as someone who cares about American life, I'm a big fan of policies that make it harder for bad guys to murder lots of our fellow Americans. Go ahead, Kendall. Can you explain exactly what types of guns they banned in Australia? No. Why don't you tell us? You're the one that advocating for this position. I thought you would know what they banned. <laughs> well, uh, I stand for banning like AR-15s, AK-47s, uh, those sort of things, which uh, are designed to kill lots of humans really fast. Weapons of war, uh, how generally. About the Remington 870 pump shot. Look, you're you're uh, trying to play semantic games with shotgun. me. You want me to go research what? all of these firearms you're talking about so I can have a fair conversation? Well, you're, you're, or do you, you want to pretend you're... Many times, 
how you like Australian style gun control. You should well, no, 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 that, no, no, no. I don't like Australian style gun control. I like the sharp reduction in deaths after Australian style gun control because I care you, about American lives more than I care about American entertainment. We, we, Kamala Harris said to ban weapons of war. Would you like to ban any weapon that was ever you, developed for use in a military or used by a military Kendall. in a war? Hey, Kendall. I just Kendall. looked it up for a second, John. Yeah. I just self-loading the, 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 center rifles, all self-loading and pump-action yeah, shotguns, but, and all self-loading rimfire rifles. That's what Australia banned. There's been no mass shootings in a quarter century. pumps and lever actions. Okay. But more importantly... Uh, it, all pumps. The main thing... The main thing is that the program um, created a registry, had a, a four four week waiting period, and tightened licensing rules, and then they yeah. broke guns into classifications. So when people say like, "Oh, what about hunting and target practice and professional shooting?" You can still have guns for still those. Have things, it, but you still go hunting. You have to be. You got to be willing to follow through the process. And then yeah. you know rocket launchers and military style weapons and whatever we decide to classify. Yeah, you can't buy those as a, as a regular person. I mean, Kendall, do you want gang members to have access to rocket launchers? Do you God, want do. Crips and Bloods to have access to tanks? I mean, no, I don't think yes, you do. I you do. accept some restrictions on our right to bear arms, right, Kendall? Yeah, he hung. He hung up. He hung up. Hey, Kendall, go away. You know, I he, I just wanted to tell him he should Chris's calm fault. down. Because he can always just 3D print a gun whenever he wants. I mean, just (laughs) relax, Kendall. And by the way, by the way, you're so right about that, Miss Handsome. You can always 3D print a gun. And that's why you don't hear the NRA talking about 3D printed guns too much, do you? You don't hear them defending that too much because... The gun manufacturers can't make a profit on it. So they're not going to talk about that. They're not going to defend that. They're certainly not going to encourage it because the NRA is nothing more than the lice, than the, 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 the PR wing of the gun manufacturers. Now, yeah, Chris, Chris ruined that conversation. I was having a good time with Kendall, and then Chris brought in facts, and Kendall <laughs> scurried away. He's got that way with him. <laughs> Kendall likes to scurry. But, I mean, honestly, I don't know how you go talking about how you're a patriot, how you're pro-life. And then tell me you're against any laws that make it harder to kill lots of Americans at the same time. Like, I'll say it again. I'm delighted that somebody with a concealed carry was able to take out this shooter in the Indianapolis Mall. That's great. Uh, I don't really view it as a Second Amendment success story. I think if you're going to view that as a Second Amendment working for you, you've also got to view the guy killing three people to begin with as the Second Amendment working for you. You can't just take ownership of the gun shootings you like. We have a culture that makes it easy for bad guys to get guns and kill people. Let's not pretend it's virtuous because we have one story where a good guy kills a bad guy. Well, I, I, I tell you, I, when now, John, I was a little confused. I thought I heard that there were over 397 law enforcement people outside Uvalde when, when that shooting was going on. Uh, did, did you did you did, what are they talking about? That sounds like a regiment of of, of police, a, a battalion. Doesn't it? How, how they said that the law enforcement, there were over 300 law enforcement people uh, at the scene. I mean, yes. John, do, do you realize that that's a lot of donuts out there? I mean, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> You're exactly right. But the reality is those cops were terrified. They were all terrified of one man, one 18 year old, 
with this particular weapon. I, Over I'm in a place now where I don't. Yeah, three hundred and ninety-six, I believe. Yes. I don't need civilians to have weapons that cops are terrified of. And here's here's the thing that's going to really freak out the right wingers. And I'm saying all the time, I don't think cops should have to fear for their lives because civilians have AR-15s. I'm so pro-cop, I don't want cops to have to face that kind of firepower while they're doing their wonderful jobs. <laughs>